Welcome to the Cricket Podcast. This is your host, Mr. Number Nine. And this is The Fool. Hi, everyone. Well, uh, it's been a while since we've managed to branch out into different sports, uh, uh, taking a break from the English Premier League and other uh, football-related activities that have been heating up in the last few weeks and are about to heat up. Um, Don't worry, we will talk about it. Um, uh, But in the meantime, we're going to talk about the summer game uh, as it is summer and I think things are going into swing. now, uh, before we start going into the matches, how good is it to have cricket back and crowds? It's been so good. I was there at the first T20 Black Caps versus West Indies at Eden Park. It was so good. So, so good. Just watching live cricket, being in the ground. I mean, there wasn't huge numbers of people there, but it was still it was still pretty good. Still decent yeah. numbers, and it was... Super exciting. Exactly what you mean, like just being, just have having cricket to listen to while working or just chilling out and like just yeah. watching games, even T20s, even they're, they're quite short. And yes, fans of other sports are going to look at us with disbelief when we say a, a game that technically lasts three and a half hours is short. short. So um, but God damn it. we wanted our uh, we want we've been missing 50 over cricket that's the possibly the only downside so far to the cricket summer is that we haven't had an odi and we won't we have an odi series i think this summer at all um i think we get some against bangladesh right at the tail yes i i feel like you're probably right about that um yeah i'm pretty sure we get why can't see see the bangladesh or maybe australia I believe Australia are coming in to play some ODIs later in the year. Yeah. Um, that's I, you're absolutely right. They are. Um, yeah. It's like a limited over series, just for because we're gonna have a T20 World Cup. Yeah, yeah. So it has sort of no, it's Bangladesh. Uh, we're gonna anything. have a T20 World Cup next year, and uh, Bangladesh, uh, basically both New Zealand and. Yeah, no, Bangladesh. We get a three yeah. three series well, ODI. Zealand. Yeah, against Bangladesh, and then three T20s, and Australia is all T20s as well. I think we get five T20s okay. in Australia. Oh no, sorry, we play ODIs over in Australia. Okay, so we're gonna we is are it... gonna play the Chapel Hadley series in Australia. So that's good. Um, so we will I have some it's... fifty over cricket. Um, which I don't. I think we've had this long discussion. I don't know if I've spoken about it in the podcast. I feel like fifty overs cricket is both. Uh, probably the most interesting format for me yeah. to watch uh, just because I think uh, with test matches at the batsmen are again so good now and with the way um, uh, just we've done the stats we know that the toss is really really important in both test matches yeah. and in T20s and yeah. also I think we know that a batsman in a test match basically when they're in doubt they should just be patient and see it see things out and yeah. that delivery and we know in a t20 game if a batsman is in doubt they should push for tempo and try and get as many runs off their next delivery as possible yeah yeah whereas exactly. an odi there is no such thing as a what do you, rule of thumb for what you do when you are in doubt about what to do yeah exactly it it definitely has uh, a much more of a well it depends because it sort of yeah. depends like which part of the game you're at if you're power play what's your wicket count like mm. are you setting the total chasing the total what's been the team's thought on you know what's been the plan how many runs in this last I, yeah. five or ten block over you know 
And rightly or wrongly, I think in the last 10 years, especially with the ODI format, there's be we feel like there's no such thing as an unchaseable score, but that doesn't yeah. mean every score is going to be chased. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't, as we've seen, especially in some New Zealand grounds, you can see it a very small, you know, you could be bought out quite cheaply, but that doesn't mean that's undefendable or yeah. that's easy to get. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. And the same you say, get, you've scored... 350, 380, 400. And, but that doesn't necessarily mean the other team's not going to come out and just knock it out like it's nothing. Yeah, it I mean, uh, Australia just played uh, a really interesting ODI series against India. And I think I've I caught a bit of the first two games where in Australia scored 350 plus, but India were in the 320s. And for a long part of the game, they were yeah. in it. Yeah. No, I remember... Like... Um, um, which I think is the other part, which makes it better because there's a long part. Like uh, nowadays, with the, how even the teams are, like up to about 75 to 80% of the game, both teams are in it. It's on the balance. And you're just yeah. waiting for like, you know, somebody to come, somebody to do something, to make the play that's going to win the game. Whereas like, as a good example, the test match here, uh, a test match that goes down to the last day is very rare where, yeah. you know, where you're not sure who's going to win. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think a T20 game is similar. Like, you know, by the halfway usually to the well, chase that one team's going to win. It's usually the chasing side. <laughs> yeah. I, it comes in that with T20s, yeah, you say generally it's the chasing side. Generally, you know, it can get turned on its head quite easily. Like two, I feel like two wickets in a T20 or a wicket over with no runs can sometimes just absolutely turn a T20 on its head very quickly. But at the yeah. same point, it can be turned back by somebody just whacking a six, you know, or two sixes in a row or something or like that. Like, Suddenly... uh, or a guy who, if somebody gets 25-plus runs in an over, it flips back again. Yeah, yeah. So it's Especially it's in the last those... five overs of a game. Um, exactly. We all know that we expect chasing sides to win in T20. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I think say... nobody's, uh, nobody thinks that... that uh, that's not a thing. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, it's just, say T20s, you normally know, yeah, you know, chasing sides, you win the toss, you chase, but you're likely to win. It can get a little nail biting occasionally, but generally, because of that whole, whilst wickets turn it back to the bowling side's favour, anybody can whack a six and really just set it back mm. going. And once people have got in the, the groove, that's it. It seems to be hard for bowlers to to get out of that again, you know, yeah. any, even like a number eight batsman who's just going out to the wog, he's I got Zion. I think in T20s, every player in the team, up to the number 11 batsman, practices what they're going to do if they come in in the last five overs and there's like yeah. 30 runs to get, which is piss easy, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like even a 50 runs to get in the last five overs or 60... Uh, 60, 70 runs to get in the last five overs. They practice that really hard. Or, you know, yeah, yeah. they are ready to go in the, yep, we've come in in the last over. We need to be able to hit at least three boundaries. And they practice that approach to batting. Um, like, And that's yeah, yeah. why, like, we know players like Sunil Nareen has become a very useful batsman for his team. And um, uh, Mitch McLegan, um, uh, as well, yeah. who's retired from the Black Caps, um, has become a very useful operator in that regard as well. 
um, heck, in our current team, Tim Saldi, I think, does a lot of that work for us. I think the t uh, New Zealand should promote Tim Saldi more often, actually. Yeah, um, I think as I a pitcher, uh, especially feel... uh, ten over mark. Yeah, and yeah, maybe that might be worthwhile for him. I always feel Tim Saldi like batting's never his interest. So even though he can do that, I always feel like he does. He doesn't have the. It's not I what he's in the team for. I would have work. agreed with you pretty much all the way up till the uh, series against in uh, uh, the series against Sri Lanka last not last year but the year before where he scored the match winning sixty nine. Yeah, in yeah. That first innings that, and I think that was a very mature knock, like where he batted yeah. responsibly and got the team through. And I think since then there's been a change in his batting where he has become. Very much more consistent. I mean, we all know Tim Southey's got batting talent. That's yeah. not in question. Um, and like actually, technique-wise, he's actually better than pe batsmen like Daniel Vittori, who has a very good batting record. Yes, but he was but, Daniel Vittori was never what you would call a technical batsman. <laughs> no, he was. No. He he was very good at what he did. But watching him bat, even someone like me who's not a batsman, he's totally going. How are you getting away with this? And even someone like James Franklin, who was considered to be an all-rounder, I think Tim Southey yeah. is a better, I'm more oh, confident definitely. than James yes, definitely. Franklin. Definitely. I would I would pick Southey over Franklin, even if you were looking at batting records. And I know Southey's yeah. batting record isn't great, but... Yeah. yeah. It's just, um, yeah, as you say, he has, he has actually good technique. And if you want... It is fully in his mind about what it is. And, each, and I'm just... And what it does mean, though, is if you were batting last in a test or, you know, batting last in ODI or T20 and chasing, because he will actually then bat better. I think he bats better than, than say, batting second or even third in a test or, you know, batting first in an ODI or T20 where he might feel like, I can come out and bat, I can come out and bowl and do better with, you know, and, and get more people out for less runs. So I'll just have a wog. And see how many runs I get, and but I want to bowl. But if he's, yeah. it's near the end where that's the bowling options no longer available, then he might actually bat properly and do things properly, and and that's when you see the actual proper batsman of Tim Salvey come out when he yeah. sort of has to. If you can get him into those situations more where he has to bat well, um, and show that he can actually do it, then yeah, I think you get a better you get a better Tim Salvey overall. I agree, and I think. Uh... That's what we've been seeing from Tim, uh, because mm. quite, uh, let's get uh, we can start going into it so far. Like we're going to focus a lot on the New Zealand players. Trent Bolt has been excellent all season, even if his figures hasn't been showing it. I think he's bowled really well, gotten the yeah. lines, and he's put in the pressure. But everybody else in the team have been benefiting from him. Yes. Um, yes. And Trent, I mean, Neil Wagner, I want to oh. put out there like, though Neil Wagner got a lot of wickets in that last game, um, in the pre, uh, in that first test against the West Indies. Um, I think a uh, lot of innings, like especially this game so far, he's generated the pressure to let the other players get the wickets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jameson's definitely um, benefited from both those two bowlers yeah. and from Saudi as well. Like, yeah, Jameson's the one that's getting it, and I think that's a little bit, you know, being the new kid on the block. That is not really having. Uh, but James had a very good series against India as well. 
Oh, no, show. no. James is, when I say new kid on the block, newish. Like, I've yeah. seen a few test series now. Um, I think this is his, I think this is his third, fourth test? Fifth, maybe? Yeah. Something like that. Um, but still, you know, it's still a bit where people haven't had a lot of footage to to review his technique and how it's all working. And so everybody knows how the, you know what Wagner's going to bring, they know what Southie's going to bring, know what Bolt's going to bring. And I have an idea about Jameson, but I think Jameson does a good job of being somewhere in between the three of them. Like, Wagner definitely is a... At test level, he's the short, short-pitched workhorse, right? He's going to... Yeah. But he can come in all day long from one end and just bowl it consistently where he wants it at a decent clip. And yep. he will just keep going and going and going and will not stop on you until yep. you get out. Um, and you know Bolt is Bolt. Bolt's just ridiculously good. Um, good Once he gets his tail up, his pace is phenomenal. He'll, he can move it both ways, same as Salvi. Salvi is same, you know. They can both move it through yeah. the air and off the pitch. Um, and when they get a good day, they're just unplayable. And and Jameson, I feel, is like, people know, like, oh, with the other three, like, oh, with Wagner, if he's going short, you just have to duck. You just have to duck. You just have to duck. Don't don't try it, because he will try it all day, but you're not getting anything. He's not getting anything out of it if you're not giving him anything. So then he'll go full, and going fulls, you can play. Like, it, he still gets good wickets from it, because he's still consistent. But yep. and the other two, you know, like, okay, whilst Trent can take it away from you, it's like they're coming, as a right-hander, it's coming back into you. Coming back into you, coming back into you. And you can sort of get that. As Saldi's Saldi, like, good days are ridiculously good, but you can get him on a bad day, and you can just be like, okay. Yeah. Jameson's, I, I feel like Jameson's those bad new. days have become less and less common um, since yeah. the end of 2019. Um, yeah. To, uh, sorry, uh, beginning of 2019, I meant to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, to the end of 2018. Yeah, so he went through a couple of bad years there after the 2015 World Cup, and uh, yeah. ODI World Cup, where he... Yeah, was not bowling badly. I mean, he was still really yeah. good. But like, you looked at, at the records from that time. I think he was in ODIs. He was still going at you know runs per over was still under fives. T mm. twenties, his runs were six or seven and over. Test matches, you know, it was only a couple of runs and over sort of thing. It just wasn't getting the wickets. That was pretty much it. Like he was still building the pressure, still doing most of the good stuff, just not getting wickets, and people were able to play him. Um. Unlike, you know, 2015, 2014, and a bit before that, were just unplayable. And you say, since in 2019 and so far in 2020, I think he's got a little bit of that back. He seems to be... Yeah. The movement, he's getting the movement again. He's got a bit of a back as well, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Not just as a batter and bowler, but in the field as well. Um, yeah, yeah. From what I've helped. seen. I think the vice-captaincy has helped a bit. Like, yeah. You still get a bit of, like, when Southie is, ca- when he has to be ca- captain. Um, and he's, oh, vice-captain for the limited overs anyway, sorry. Yep, so, yep. It's not, um, yeah, Tom Latham has been captaining this match so far. Um, yeah. Just but, going into the uh, current series against the West Indies um, in the test matches, I really, obviously we all really like Jameson. He's been playing really well. Yeah. So well, in fact, that even though Pakistan were talking up Lockie Ferguson before the series, he's not good enough to get into the test side, I'm sorry to no, say. No. Um, Jameson is almost as quick and and very good at getting the bounce and with that height. Um, don't get me wrong, I love me Lockie Ferguson a lot. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Lockie's, um, Lockie's ridiculous. He's just not been able to trans. Won't be able to ever. Um, he just hasn't yet been able to. So, but it's good. That means there is competition for those spots um, oh, yeah. in the fast bowling. Yeah. Uh, yes, no, there's, there's uh, plenty of competition uh, there for. Then the there's bowlers. also uh, Matt Henry, uh, who's a yeah. very, very good bowler. Um, and the. Uh, the only issue I currently have with our bowling lineup is obviously we are not playing a spinner in either of these yeah. tests, and I understand why. Um, this time of year, New Zealand uh, wickets just yeah. don't turn, and unless you've got a very accurate and very attacking spinner who knows how to get wickets in test matches, grind out wickets in test matches, uh, you're not really getting the results from them. Yeah. And I wouldn't have minded if they had picked Mitchell Santner instead of maybe someone like Daryl Mitchell, but I like that they gave Daryl Mitchell a chance to show his goods and show how good he is. Yeah. But I mean, going yeah. into it, um, I'm sure later in the year we will use spinners because. Yeah. Pitches will dry um, out. Even maybe in this, uh, end of December against Pakistan, uh, we may use spinners at the bay and. Um, the other yeah, yeah. test match, I believe, is going to be at the Basin. Um, I could be wrong about that. Uh, the other... Uh, no, Christchurch. Exactly. We've got two... Uh, we have two decent left-arm spinners in Mitchell Santner and Ajaz Patel. Yeah. And we have Ish Sodi as well, who's a decent leg spinner and more than decent in the white ball game and pretty yeah. I think still untested in the red ball game. Um, is that it's, fair? He's had his chances and he's never really really shown it in the red ball. Like He's had a few chances and it's just not worked for whatever reason. Some of them I think uh, his chart, you know, when he's been picked it has been the best test for him. Um, and then some of them, yeah, I don't know. It's just I wouldn't say no to picking Ish again, um, but at the same time, he hasn't. The chances he has had at Test level, I, I love. Taken. I like Ajaz Patel fine, and I think yeah. uh, Ajaz Patel Mitchell Santner would do a good job in Bangladesh if that Test series were to go ahead, and they were to play there. Um, but would you take pick a spinner in in the up to in the two series? And if you did pick a spinner, who would you drop? Because I the... I feel like if you are going to pick a spinner, you can swap out the all-rounder slot, whether it's Colin de Grandhomme or Daryl Mitchell for a spinner, especially if you're going to pick Mitchell Santner because he's more than capable with the bat. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's, yeah. And because you've got Jameson, who's very good with the bat now, and uh, Saudi is in very good form with the bat as well, you're not too worried about lower order collapses no, and no, we I think the top order are, more importantly, the top order are in very good form at the moment in New Zealand conditions. So yeah, I think you don't want to you don't want to anticipate failure and then make yourself fail. If that makes yes. sense. Yes, it does actually make sense. Um, and yeah, I think we've we bet fairly far down now. Hmm. Um, so it's it's. Not too and bad. there's also Will Somerville as well. Yeah, yeah. Bedford. So, you know, I mean, out of the spinning stocks, I would think Saturn is obviously the best, the easiest pick. 
maybe not the yeah. best pick, but the easiest pick. You say you slot it, you slot him into the all-rounder slot. You've got him. Um, and Jameson could almost be considered as a second all-round slot, where he is. Yeah. He's actually a decent bat. Um, yeah. Yeah. How whether you'd fit a more specialist um, spitter in, spinner in like uh, Patel or Sodi, that's a different question. I think even even at the mount or at Hagley Oval, probably not. Before. I mean, if we're having more tests yeah. later in the summer, maybe that might be a, a different question. But at the same point, it's, it seems hard to... You'd have to drop one of, you know, Jameson, Wagner, Salvi, Bolt. And the four of them are pretty much demanding they get picked first. There's, there's None of them are doing yeah. anything to say why... That's because you were saying, oh, we're going to rest one of them for some reason. Um, and maybe they one of, them, one of those four wanted a rest. That might be a different story and they did do yeah. that last year a bit where they gave them some of them a bit more extended breaks and it's not like you know our bowling stocks aren't such that we can't do that hell even our batting stocks are good enough now that we can it's actually a little strange being a new zealand black cats fan and thinking that we can actually you know our batting stocks some of currently are ridiculously good um yeah i think that touch wood um because uh, there's Devin Conway who can't get into the team, and he's absolutely gunning it. In oh, he's Mystic and series. he took, and he took his chances in the T20 series. So just like he played very pitch. well in the T20 series, I yeah. thought. Um, I think if he gets yeah. a chance to play in ODIs for the Black Caps, he's gonna do quite well as well. Um, I, Will I Young think be... I think is very unlucky just from his circumstances. He's, um. You know, he he played well at this test and he got a decent score, showed the selectors what he can do. Um, but, you know, he's in here for Williamson. We all know that's the... Well, he was in, he's been, I mean, he's been covering, he played the first test as an opener and yeah. that was also a bit unfortunate because, you know, he had to open on the greenest of all pitches ever yeah. um, and managed to get to, like, the three actual good balls the Windies bowled in the first hour of the test. Mm. Yeah. And... Managed to survive two of them, but couldn't survive the third. But really, well, those were the in the first hour of the test. Those were about the only three balls that are actually good, and they're yeah. all to Yang, and one of them got him. And yeah, and there was not a lot he could do about what he, how he got pinged in that first test. It's like yeah, um, uh, but, but I think like, I thought he, he showed show, uh, he showed thought, uh, a lot of his skill, like in that yeah. this test this time with the uh, forty-three. Um, off 87 yeah. balls very very good showing um i think he's he's done it well enough to to be given another chance at some point i mean once he gets a bit hard because say williamson once he gets back he's automatic pick williamson um, is an automatic pick um do you drop and, and, Ross taylor as a time yeah. for the great the titan let's look come on he's yeah. been around for ages and yeah, uh, Craig yeah. McMillan like jokingly told him like when he interviewed him that you're the only guy left who I used to play with <laughs> yeah. in the team. Um, uh, great joke, not an actual joke, but great joke. <laughs> yeah, and because uh, he was like, you used to be the cheeky young guy, and now you're like the old veteran, um, which is yeah, true. Yeah. Um, but uh, like Ross Taylor, uh, we know he's gonna come good. Um, yeah, yeah. At some point, uh, so he so has been dropped. The series hasn't um... had to be good. He's been dropped for the T20 series. Yeah, so, which I think is fair. Up. I think we yeah, want yeah. to rest, we want to extend Ross Taylor's career, and if Ross Taylor wants to focus on red ball cricket, I'm happy to give him 
I the option. Don't know. I don't know if it was his choice, but yeah, I mean, that's it's true. still. Um, but yeah, I think also there's a little bit of like Conway and and Koa just saying we need to be picked, and Ross Taylor didn't didn't look good in the T20 series against West Indies. And Seifert has been in very good. And Seifert, yeah. So, I mean, someone had, in the T20 squad, someone something had to give somewhere. And so, yeah. as they said, there's still more, there's heaps more T20s to go in the in the summer. Yeah. Um, and I'll be honest, so, uh, even Kane Williamson's spot in the T20s are not guaranteed. Um, purely no, no. because Kane Williamson in IPL, uh, all his best years have been when he was an opener. Um, because yeah. he can play a longer innings, it's not as worried about getting out, you know, uh, and going out quickly. But that kind of play is very risky. Um, yeah, I think with Williamson, he's almost a specialist captain in the T20 side. Yes, <laughs> uh, not that he can't. Not that he can't play, you know, the the the, the more bashing type innings if needed. Yeah. Um, so as you say, it is not his natural game. His natural not. game and is if such. We are gonna pick somebody who can bash while also holding up an end and rotate the strike and do all that to change the tempo. Um, I think Ross Taylor, even at his current age, is a better option. Like yeah, putting I, it out there. Um, yeah, I could I, see if we could only pick one of the two, Williamson or Taylor, to go into a T20 World Cup. Um, I'm inching towards Taylor. Uh, the world ironically. Yeah, I'd I'd still go with Williamson, I think. Though it's a hard choice if those I, if you carry one of those uh, two. Tim captaincy. Like I'm I'm yeah. thinking permanently give him the captaincy in white in T twenties and yeah. he should keep it and he should be leading the team into the T twenty World Cup. Yeah. Uh, and I think in T twenties that might be an okay thing. Salvi does have a little bit he still hasn't got rid of the his tendency to just think every ball's out so his reviewing status is never the best his decision making around um say around bowling choices is not it's not that it's bad like i'm not saying any of this is bad like he's not horrendous at these things just when you compare him to williamson i think williamson's at all formats and still at t20 is just still a little bit more nuanced than than Saudi at it um so that's why i'm thinking if I had to choose between Taylor and, and Williamson and still go Williamson, even though Salvi is a decent enough captain. Like, Williamson gives me most of what Taylor would give me and gives me slightly more on the captaincy and the fielding than Salvi. And so, a bit of bowling. Yeah, and and more than just a bit of bowling. You've got another spinner up your, your sleeve if you... Yeah, it's actually almost an excuse... To keep Williamson in the side and give the captaincy to to Salvi, so that Williamson will bowl more. <laughs> Salvi will bowl him. Salvi will be like, "You're bowling, man." Yep. I think that's that. That may even be. It's like give, Salvi keeps the vice captain, but he's he, his one thing is he's allowed to overrule um, Williamson on on bowling choices, but only to make Williamson bowl. Yep. Okay. <laughs> no, no, he's not bowling. You're bowling, man. Like, what? No, no. Trust me on this one. Yeah, yeah, I can, I'm I'm down with that. I I I, yeah. can, uh, I can agree with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, personally, I'd prefer the three players in the squad or in the team. Like, I know yeah. we've got really good T20. Like, I'm thinking at the T20 World Cup, 
just because of the added pressure that World Cups bring and knockout games bring. Having the, the three of them with all the knowledge they have and all the experience. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, I would refer all three of them in the squad just so that if we do get to the semi-finals and we all the final, you know, I'd want all three of them out of the pack. Uh, this might be a controversial statement. T20 World Cup is going to be in India, where and previous IPLs have shown spin bowling is super effective. Is yeah. Martin Guptill a liability as an opener? Because that's what I would do, and what the Windies did, is, which is bring on a spinner to face yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Beginning. I, maybe that's the maybe that's the 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 bit the drop. Maybe Williamson does go back to opening, and we drop Guptill. And that's a hard, hard pick to make. This once again, Guptal gives you plenty at the top, and he gives you so much in the field. And it's another, another head in the camp. You know that's been there, done that for a while now. Yeah, so, I, you know. Martin Guptal, I'm loath to lose just for his fielding abilities alone. Um, yeah, yeah. That's just how good he is on the field. And, um, in a T20 and, game, and even against spin, I would think if we went to a super over, we need to win. I would still be putting him out there. Like, even knowing in India, so the other team's going to ball spin at him. Yeah, I mean, he has been playing in the IPL for the last few years for a reason. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I still think one over to go, one over slog. Still yeah. one of the guys I want out there. I think I think Tim Seifert has been in very good form, and I think yes. he brings a lot of balance to the side if he in a T20 game if he's uh, there's a wicket keeper. And this is the thing: it's not just the batting and the bowling that's deep. Our wicket keeping stocks are very deep because BJ oh, yeah. Watling is amazing still as a wicket keeper. He just slots back into this test because he's that good. Yeah, yeah. and he played a relatively clutch innings this game as well. When he yeah, came yeah. In and they needed him to just stay there and stabilize things, and he did it. Um, yeah, understatedly clutch. You know, like you did. Uh, you didn't realize it was clutch because he did it so easily. <laughs> well, he just did what he normally did. Yeah, but yeah, he's he is the quintessential clutch player for us. Like and every time. This is the other reason a... why I think New Zealand doesn't really need a batting all rounder with. Uh, in the mold, uh, if we've got Jameson and Saudi in the team, because let's face it, BJ Watling is clutch and he knows how to bat with the tailenders to yeah, put yeah. up a score and get the team through if if that is needed. Um, yes. And it may not be needed because that series against Bangladesh may not go ahead. And we might just, if we win the rest of our games here against West Indies and Pakistan, that will give us a really good chance to finish at uh, second, if not first. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And yeah, you make a good point. So maybe, you know, you can, in the test side, you can drop the, you know, the all-rounder, you know, currently filled by Daryl Mitchell and yep. put in a, a specialist spinner there. Um, I, and I feel bad to say that because I think Daryl Mitchell, yeah. Colin DeGrantholm, they do add something with their bowling. Um, so oh, I'm no, not definitely. discounting what they're bringing in as a bowler. I'm just thinking a spinner brings something more. If we're gonna go yeah. for the variety, oh, yes, no, I agree. From a bowling and perspective, I, I, I do agree. And I think yeah, if you've got Mitchell, DeGrantham, or Satner, and you're choosing one of those three, I think in our current squad, Satner has to be near the top of that list. And I know there's lots of detractors on Satner, and reckon he doesn't not that good a bowler and not that good a batter, but. I think in both cases he's actually 
better than I what both, most better, people think. I think he's a better better than he is a bowler, and that is yeah, yeah. Um, that hurts you if you're the specialist spinner in your team, just from a perception yeah. point of view. Um, I think, yes, as a test bowler, he doesn't get the wickets as much, and that's probably because... Um, we have a bowling lineup that are very good at bowling late in the innings as well. When the ball isn't yeah. swinging, when with Neil Wagner, you can pretty much say he's one of the reasons why Mitchell Santner. He just needs to keep the balls dot and keep a steady line in length. And he basically um, uh, Neil Wagner will get the wick. Uh, will help the team get wickets late late on when if they haven't managed to uh, to get people out. Yeah, exactly. Um, especially in New Zealand conditions. Um, yeah. And then you've whether... got the, the, the masters of, of late swing as well with um, Salvi and, and Bolt will come in and yep. change up as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah and you've got suppose... who just uses pace, hurries, to, and awkward bounce and things like that for his wickets. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. And I suppose, yeah, if you wanted a, a, a bowler a spin bowler who's going to, you know, take wickets on the on the last session of the last day. Maybe that's when you're looking at a Patel or or Sodi. Though Sodi or isn't even a Somerville. Or even a Somerville. There I feel like if I'm going there, like Somerville I feel is, is below both Sodi and, and Patel. Patel. Yeah, I think AJ's Patel is probably the top of that pile of those three. Uh-huh. Like Satnad brings a little bit different, and and to be fair, Somerville does as well. Like Somerville's batting's almost good enough to, yeah, to put him in contention for the all round as an all rounder as opposed to a bowler. Whilst with um, AJ's and and Ish, neither of them there's batting's good enough. Ish is better than he used to be. Yeah, yeah. That, but, uh, but I mean, I think whilst that might put him above Bolt. I don't know if his batting is good enough to even put him above Wagner. Wagner's a good batter. I'm like, I'm not trying to diss Wagner's batting. Like it's Wagner's a proper batter as well. Three fifties in tests. I suppose, yeah. Just maybe, maybe. Yeah, average is twenty-one, which means he can hold up a bat and yeah, stay in, uh, stay in uh, if he needs to. And three fifties means yeah, if he, if he takes his time and he can definitely stay in. Sure, this is the bad side of it because his. Uh, Bowling average in tests is 48.5. Yes. Mind you, he, uh, this is after 17 tests and only 41 uh, wickets. So he's roughly getting about two wickets a game. And he's yeah, only got the two, uh, two four-wicket holes. So his best is uh, is four wickets. Um, yeah. Ajaz Patel and Will Young are uh, also their highest wickets at three. But I feel like any spin bowler in a New Zealand team is very rarely going to get a fifer. Um, mm. Just because um, our New Zealand already hunt in packs as a bowling unit, and yeah. our and our pace bowlers know how to bowl at the end of the innings. So, and I think uh, this is where I think maybe Ish Sodi is slightly better. Is uh, uh, comparatively strike rate of seventy seven is where uh, I think he could be seen to be useful. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's not a bad strike rate. So yeah. So maybe that is a maybe that's a a point that Ish climbs the top of that pile. I would have thought Patel, but you do make good good argument for Ish being the top of that pile. Yeah. Um, uh, 
also like yeah. ish uh, ish's uh, first class strike rate. I'm just gonna quickly look that up. Uh, the bowler, if they have that stat, because they don't often. Sometimes they don't have it. Um, yeah, it's 57, so he gets a uh, wicket every 60 balls, every 10 overs. Like I think, yes. I, if they can get his, uh, and he averages about uh, in first class about 34. Like that's kind of what we want from him, right? In uh, I wouldn't mind it being a bit better. Like I still feel like ish. I mean, it's hard because it's bowling in New Zealand conditions as a leg spinner. So. Yeah. Whereas sort of in like... Bangladesh, a wrist spinner who, uh, in those wickets, is going to be mighty useful, just like uh, Daniel oh, yeah. Torrey was as well, like as a left arm spinner. But so will a left arm spinner. Yeah. Um, that being said, over eight matches, uh, Rajas Patel has about 22 wickets. So he averages about three-ish, you would say? Yeah, uh, yeah. Half wickets a game. Um, strike rate of seventy-three, averages about thirty-three and a point three. So he is overall tighter and maybe better. So yeah, I just Patel yeah. doing the straight comparison might be the go. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why. Only thing Ish has going for him is he is four years younger. Yeah, there is that. Um, and I like Ish. I think Ish is a good bowler. Yeah, and I wouldn't mind perhaps him getting more chances, but. As I say, the the, the problem is that AJ seems to have taken when he's been given the chance, he's taken he's made it look better and look like he's taking you know, he's that he should get it. Well Ish has always seemed to not quite get there and, and sort of just I think the thing is missed like, his opportunities. In uh in high class IPL and what and in the Windies and the CPL, he's he's sometimes borderline unplayable. Um, yeah. Ishtodi, like he's got oh, a no. strike rate of 18 in uh, T20s. Oh, T20 a, is a different. In T20, and he's um, got a strike rate of 19 in like normal T20s. So, oh yeah, and his no, strike T20s. rate in ODIs are not terrible either. 37 no. and 36 are. I think white ball yeah. cricket. I'd be picking Ish over. And this is most where. Of the other like that is where we like him because he doesn't just get wickets by being economical and like being miserly and like being effective. That's not how he's the strike rate is where it shows he's also effective. And yeah, yeah. So, and like that's what you and I that's what clouds our judgment on Ish, right? Like you and I see that and go, what we just need to figure out a way to redo that. Uh, yeah. Do that in Red Bull. Yeah. Like, how do we get that in Red Bull? Because you're right. Like in in White Bull cricket, his his effectiveness is the fact that he's taking wickets. Um, and, now, and always looks like he's taking wickets as well. Always looks like it's, it's even if someone slogs him out of the park, you always feel like, well, you got lucky there, better. And the next ball, like, yeah, there you go. You got. You've been done. Yeah. But it doesn't seem to work that way in Test cricket for him the same. Absolutely. Is, yeah. Um, mind you, I think that's a good reason for uh, New Zealand to never not have a wrist spinner in their t- white ball squad, even in yeah, New yeah. Zealand conditions, just because yeah. of how effective uh, Ish is. Um, and I think wrist spin in general is in white ball cricket. Yeah, it does um, seem to be give that different edge. Yeah, even over I, left, even over left arm orthodox, like it's just it's our little thing. 
we've only been really talking about spin and batting in the T20 side of things um, and potentially in uh, spin in the test. But even if, if in our T20, like what is our final bowling lineup? Uh, it's going to be played in India. So while Trent Bolt has a uh, Trent Bolt has a great record. So in India as well. So, and in areas where it doesn't swing and in India will swing a little bit in those um, day night um, test, um, day night T20s potentially. Yeah. Uh, so I would always take Trent, and I think we have to take Saudi. Yeah. Um, and you got to take you, Ferguson. Um, you got to take Ferguson. Ferguson is our yeah. match winner with the ball, right? Um, yeah, yeah. You can't can't beat hundred fifty days. You have. Uh, I think you have to take Ish Saudi. Um, yeah. Do you take Satner or do you take Jameson? It's a flip, right? Depending on the wicket. And in India, surely you'd want to take Satner as, like you'd take both of them, but you'd usually start yeah. Satner. I'm thinking. I'm. I was thinking thinking that too. Yeah, I think they're both good with the bat, so you're not losing yeah. anything. And heck, maybe all five bowlers in Indian conditions in T20s is not, especially when two of your bowlers are Mitchell Satner and um, uh, Jameson, who are very yeah. good with the bat. Yeah, oh no, you'd you'd have I think you'd have five of those. And, and also therefore, Tim Saldi. Yeah. In a T twenty in a T twenty. Uh, Especially chasing as you'd normally want to be. Yeah. And he uh the uh and he what's his name? Um Mitchell Sandner has been quite effective in reasonably effective in IPL for the Chennai Super Kings and he's been He's also played a lot for the Barbados Tridents uh, yeah. in the West Indies. So he's got decent uh, T20 experience in the circuit. Yeah. Um, that's But there's all these good players. There's players like uh, Matt Henry. There's players like Colin de Grandholm. Yeah. Do you even need him as an all-rounder? But do you, would you not pick, would you, can you not pick Colin de Grandholm? It's not, Jimmy Neesham's there. Is, uh, would you, who do you pick between the two of them? Yeah. I know. Normally, I would go Degrondo for your because like, they're the lower order. Hmm? Normally, I'd go Degrondo out of those two, but that said, Nishan's been playing really well um, with Degrondo out. So and uh, like, we've he, got uh, Glenn Phillips, who's shown like he can just hit sixes. Um, yeah. Some of those Indian grounds are small, um, where the thus hitting power. Because I think Devin Conway has played himself into the into the squad if not the yes. starting 11 oh no i think um, that's why that's i think why taylor's dropped. played himself into the top hmm? so that's why taylor's been dropped is because phillips and conway have yeah. just basically said that we have to play and so something had to give if both of them are playing so and that was taylor so cypher do you go with cypher and williamson and conway at number three like which is this is where your matches are won and lost in T20, especially if you end up having to bat first. Yeah. Um, can we not... Can you afford to not have Colin Monroe? Gotta have him as well. Some, oh, yeah. This, this is why I don't want to be a selector. <laughs> Get too crazy. <laughs> I, I would about not leave Colin Monroe, Monroe out, because I think he's still nah. good. Yes. So, yeah, so I guess you like have... Just my Seifert. feeling is he's still... Yeah, so I guess you have Seifert and Munro first. Then you have Williamson at three. But you may maybe you drop him down the order if need be. Like, 
you make that choice, though it's Williamson, so how can you not send him out? <laughs> then you have Conway and Phillips, which means Taylor's let go of. So what are we up to? That's one, two, three, that's five. So then you got the Nisham de Gontome question. Slash Satna. Well I suppose Satna plays no matter what. Yeah. There's maybe a controversial statement. If you have Mont Colin Monroe and you have Seifert opening, just putting it out there and you're not taking yeah. Williamson in your team and you've got Devin Conway as your number three who can smack the ball around if they've been, you know, if the openers have been getting high strike rate or, you know, stabilize things if needed coming yeah. in. Um do you just bat Jimmy Nisham number four and Colin de Grandhome number five in a T twenty? I feel that's why too... not? I, I, there's a little bit of a why not there, but I think that's the sort of thing you do not in a T20 World Cup. In India, like, where this... those pitches are good to bat on, and both those um... guys have shown they're very good against middle-order bowling and spin against spin. Yeah. yeah. Or you do you put Glenn Phillips at number four, and you have... I think, I think I'd still prefer Williamson at three, and then Phillips and Conway at four slash five, depending on the which way around you want to do it. Because and then have... Phillips is a very good uh, uh, very good at hitting sixes and uh, yes. uh, and uh, finding the boundary. Um, we'll have to see. He's only played the one, or at least I've only seen him play in the one game. Um, uh, but he will obviously need to replicate that against like the best players in the world in the World Cup if he's going to play there. Yeah, yeah. But I think the other reason why I like Phillips is if Colin Monroe's not in good form, he can open, I think, yeah, with yeah. Seifert. So you want to pick him in the squad, at least. Oh, no, they def- I think they're definitely, definitely in the squad. And that may be a, a... I don't know how big the squad needs to be. So that may be a more interesting um, conversation about who gets left behind and all that. But I think, yeah... I think Conway and Phillips have to be in the side, but I'm thinking four or five for them. Slash. Is it a waste to have Conway come in at four and five if Kane Williamson uh, and Kane Williamson at number three? I don't think it's a waste as such. Or do you just keep Kane as a float? Like if well, I think he, if I we lose feel... an early wicket, he comes in. If we don't lose an early wicket, he just never comes out to bat. Yeah, yeah, but then it's Kane Williamson. You know, <laughs> like it's it's hard to say that for the best. Or do you just bite the bullet, open the innings with Kane and Seifert? And maybe that's it. Colin Monroe. No, I think you have Colin Monroe and 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 Seifert, and and they're gonna go boom boom. You gotta have two boomers, I think. It's too risky to play a non-boomer in in one of your opening slots. But but the same point, you know that. You know, statistically speaking, one of them's not gonna. One of them's gonna hold. Yeah, that's why you need two of them. That's why you, oh, that's why you have two of them, I know, but that's that's where the Williamson at three works because you mm. know whatever is. But is Williamson one... at three make De- Devin Conway irrelevant? Like, no, I think that requirement. makes. I think that makes Conway five. This Conway showed in the T twenties, like he can do both. The T twenties against the West Indies, he can do both. Yeah. He he can, he can craft the innings from near the beginning, but he can also let loose. On demand, so I think that's almost a good five option as well. Like if things have gone so bad that he's coming in early at five, like he can, he can 
that's where the it stops. It's basically, the Ross Taylor role. Like that's what Ross Taylor has been doing. Like if it gets to him and it's early in the overs, things are going badly. Okay, this is this is where it stops. Stops here, <laughs> you know. And but if it's later, if it's late in the innings, like well, I, I do the other thing I'm good at, which is just throw the bat at the ball, and if it doesn't work, oh well, we've got Nisham or DeGrandhomme and all the rest to come out here and just do it as well, so, James uh, and such like. So, so for you, you'd go Seifert, Monroe, Williamson at three, Conway at four. And, um, no, Phillips at four. And then Phillips Conway at, at four, Conway at five. Yeah. Um, no CDG or Nisham in this lineup because the uh, I think we decided on five bowlers. Oh, sorry, we can have CDG. In yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So one, one of CDG or Nisham. CDG or, or Nisham at number six. Then Satner. Uh, Satner, Saudi, Jameson. Um, ish. Ish. Jameson Bolt. Are we going to? Oh, Lockie. Lockie or Bolt. Jameson or Bolt and Lockie. Jameson or, or Bolt. And ish. Yeah. yeah. And we can obviously Satner or Jameson as well. So Jameson, I think you yeah. gotta have Bolt because I th- he's just gonna—he's just too good at his roles. Like he's good at the depth yeah, yeah. and he's good at the opening. Um, and Saudi's good at the depth and good at the opening. So you need those two, and you need Lockie Ferguson in the middle. Yeah, that's uh, three. Or and at the depth if they're gonna use him at the depth sort of thing. We've got the six. So it's three. So it's nine. Yeah, it's two. And then you've got, yeah, Satna, Jameson, whoever. Whoever we haven't um added into there as the other two. So, yeah. Yeah, I think... I think, I think out of the... Sorry, yeah, I think out of the people that were playing the West Indies one, I think Bennett's pretty much out now. Like he was looking good last at the beginning of the year slash last year in the T twenties, but Yeah. I mean but there's lots of time for Bennett to get better, obviously. Um Yeah. Unfortunately Ish didn't get a chance to bowl in that uh third uh T twenty and he did mount. bowl on the second one though. Yeah. One for twenty six off four, which is not too bad for T twenty. Yeah. Good, actually. Yeah, that's uh that's a very decent return. Um and I mean, he shouldn't need to bat. He's going to be number eleven or number uh, number ten with Bolt. But yeah. you know, both him and Trent Bolt can hold up an end and get you some yeah. quick runs if needed. Yeah, and they're, I think be, both of them are capable of coming in if they needed to. If they need to get two or three boundaries in the last over of the game, you know, much like Daniel Vittori did in that semi-final, and yeah, yeah, yeah. that you and I watched. They're capable. They're capable. And but the thing is, yeah, they're they're both capable of that's only if there's a few balls left. They're both also capable of getting something on the bat, getting it out and scampering down the other end and whoever else is in to be like, Cool. This yep, is your yep. show. We're we're just here to run if we need to. And they both know how to do that. Like to be able to get out there with in the last in the beginning of the last over and be like, We just need to get off strike. Any, where is where is the gap there? Okay, just however we can, the ball goes there. We go running down the other end. Yeah. But yeah, I think the it's gonna be interesting um choices for the selectors for the T20 World Cup. 
Um, yeah, I mean, they're already having a rough it's... time with the test matches, and they're just lucky there isn't an ODI World Cup to play, but that's just basically yeah. a, a spot to test out all the players who are not playing in... In the, who who can play in both the tests and the T20s to see how they get along? Yeah, yeah. Well, we say it's only the three ODIs anyway against Bangladesh. So. Yeah. Oh, and sorry, and the the Australian series, which is, I think, is the Australian series is actually this year's earlier series they got. Yeah, yeah it's the Hadley Ch Chapel series because we got it cancelled this year and then they yeah I think rescheduled right. for. Rescheduled for the end of January, beginning of February in Australia this year, or next year, 2021, this season. Because they still sort of showed as postponed, but they got a date. So I think um, it's still a little bit up in the air. It's still depend a little bit on travel bubbles and stuff. Yeah, they're scheduled for the end of January. So we'll be okay going over there, but what's coming back? Yeah. Oh, they come back here for a T20 series mid-February. So I, I think there may be the ODIs will depend on whether they can come back without too much of a managed isolation yeah. required or not. I think there's enough time in there because that's the second or well, the T20 in Australia is the 2nd of February and then the first T20 in New Zealand is the 22nd so that's 20 days. So that's given them enough time. And the first ODI is the 26th of Jan. Whilst the first, the second test against Pakistan finished the 7th of Jan. So yes, yeah, so another 20 days there as well. So giving themselves enough space around it, so it should be okay. Yeah, regardless I, of whatever arrangements uh, have been made. Well, hopefully, the tournament will go ahead because I think we really want yeah. there to be at ICC. Uh, we another ICC tournament. Um, obviously, if it does go ahead, we hope it goes ahead safely because that's a good for the players and b that means things have turned around good in India. So good for uh, one billion pe one point two billion people. So you know, um, yeah, the uh, it's gonna be interesting in uh, to see how that plays out. I still think uh, we sh uh, New Zealand should offer to host that T20 World Cup. Get everyone in here and play it. Yeah, yeah. Get it done. Out of the way. I do like I do like that idea. Um, say so I, I feel that the real thing that's stopping that is the New Zealand government. Not that it's a bad thing as such, but no. Um, yeah. Just that they've got it. Yeah. In Cypher, we trust, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So, but it would be really awesome. And, as you say, it could go ahead here fairly easily once you get everybody in, get them yeah. through quarantine, um, get them tested, everything would be fine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Actually, the and other thing I didn't, the, I hadn't uh, looked up. Was the because it was the women's, the women's um, ODI World Cup was meant to be this summer. Yeah. Here in New Zealand, yeah. Did that get fully cancelled or has that been postponed to later? I believe it's been postponed. I think yeah. ICC have basically gone. We postpone until we can't postpone anymore. We're not going to cancel anything out of the. Yeah, yeah. 
That's what I thought. I just couldn't remember. So it's interesting to see because in the um, so along with the nine uh, India and the nine top test teams, uh, uh, full member nations for the next year's World Cup, and um, uh, we've also got the Netherlands, Papua New Guinea, Ireland, Namibia, Scotland, and Oman. So Afghanistan, uh, sorry, Afghanistan are there because they're in the top nine. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be an interesting. Is Zimbabwe not qualified for this World Cup? It looks like that's a big blow for uh, Zimbabwean cricket. Definitely. Yeah, Zimbabwe didn't qualify. That is a big blow. The first time they haven't qualified for something for a while. I feel like it's not. They've been suspended. Right. Ah, all right. That makes sense. Okay. And their spot in one of the in the tournament was given to Nigeria. Oh, I see. Cool. And that's basically from because basically the Scotland, Zimbabwe, Netherlands, Hong Kong, Oman, Ireland, and the UAE, I believe, are basically just. Uh, obviously, Ireland is a host nation, but they're outside that just under that top ten, the top sixteen. They kind of almost always automatically qualify for the T20 All right, yes, championships, yes. sort of. And then you have the because they were going to have six people come in from this championships. The UAE didn't qualify, but Papua New Guinea uh, made it through instead of the UAE because uh, Papua New Guinea came in from the Asia Pacific group and Africa oh, had. Yeah. Namibia, Kenya. It's good to see them back in the fold. Yeah, yeah. Coming in these qualifying tournaments and Nigeria. Um, Europe had Jersey and they played their eternal rivals, Guernsey. Which I think is funny. <laughs> that is funny. Uh, Singapore representing Asia uh, and, um, Can- um, and Canada and Bermuda representing the Americas. Nice. Yeah. I like that they have two teams coming from the Americas because that means uh, potentially a South American team can one day get through. Maybe. Maybe. But yeah, T20 rankings. Ireland is 17th. That's pretty bad. That is pretty bad. I thought that would be a bit better than that. Yeah. Yeah. And... Yeah, I guess swings and roundabouts, all that jazz. Yeah, yeah. It's good to see so many countries are playing cricket now, just looking at the T20. Like, all these people who've played in the qualifiers. Like, obviously, I know Nepal play. They've got a a few players. I think one player, whose name escapes me now, who plays in the IPL. That's a leg spinner. Um, Singapore, who are the ones who won the Asian qualifying tournament to get through. Yeah, yeah. Um, UAE being automatic qualifiers, but they're not just the golf teams. Like uh, Singapore and Malaysia have been playing cricket for a yeah, long yeah. time. Um, but yeah, Qatar, Kuwait. These I would not be surprised if Qatar and Kuwait are full of like uh, an Indian, Pakistani, Bangladeshi, yeah, yeah. Sri Lankan players. <laughs> but like the likes of Denmark, Germany, Italy, Guernsey. It's Guernsey and, and Jersey. I'm pretty sure is like you know people from the Channel Islands just find this. This is why I find it amusing that yeah. they got there. I like how yeah they get their own ones. It's yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, they do because they're technically not part of the uh, United Kingdom. Well, not yeah, not part of England. Well, they're not part of England, but they're not part of the United Kingdom either. They're oh, no. still a remnant of the Duchy of Normandy. And the Duchy of oh, Normandy right. didn't unite with England and Scotland to form the United Kingdom. All right. So that's why in the yeah, Channel Islands, they're like, hail to the Queen, who's our Duke. Because she's right. the Duke of the Channel Islands. And they technically yeah, yeah. didn't want to, you know, they've, I think they've had referent. They only abolished feudalism in one of the bailwicks of the Channel Islands in 2009 or something like that. All right. <laughs> to be fair, this is like an island I think that had like twenty people. Yeah, but yeah, you know, yeah. still, still, <laughs> uh, uh, still a bit funny. And it's the same with the Isle of Manx. Isle, yeah. sorry, Isle of Man. People there oh, are nice. called Manx. Yeah, so the um, there, it's technically uh, it's a crown possession and they crown dependency. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it belongs to the Queen. Like, she's, yeah, yeah. I believe, the... uh might be the Earl. I'm not sure if she's the Earl or the Duke of the Isle of Man. My, my CK2 knowledge tells me it should be Earl. Uh, Earldom, but is. yeah. But yeah, the Isle of Man also has its own cricket team. Yes, well, that's good. Uh, yeah. Oh, we'll just a little segue there into <laughs> uh, UK, the UK history and stuff. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, either way, this is a great summer. Like, I got to say, cricket has been a shot in the arm for me. I'm looking forward to this test, which unfortunately for the Windies looks like they're going to lose tomorrow at some yes. point. Um, but hey, maybe they can bet it out. Maybe they can get a decentish score. Maybe even 200 runs could be difficult to chase on the fourth of today. Yes, yes. I mean, yeah, if they can bet most of tomorrow, I think it, it will become it will become an interesting fifth day if they can if they the Windies can bet long enough through tomorrow to make yeah. New Zealand bet and have to bet into the fifth day. Things become a little bit more interesting because that'll be you say it's going to be 200 250 runs to get at that point yeah. just by virtue of having batted all day um as you say that's that's going to become increasingly more difficult not impossible but difficult mm. um but that said i think yes early tomorrow morning is going to be uh the, the interesting bits that that's the the yeah the key bits where the the zen boulders can get say jason holder out and make him you know start getting a few more of these wickets then it may not even be a bat-again bat situation, or if it's batting again, it's to get 10, 20 runs or whatever it is. So even 50 runs, I think, will be relatively smooth over the course of a day and a half. Like, they don't have to do anything cr too crazy. Um, but as you say, the the um, bowling conditions are not getting easier to bat at the basin as the test yeah. is going on, so who knows, anything can happen. Absolutely. I think and the most likely thing to happen is New Zealand winning, but anything can happen. Yep. Well, we'll look forward to it, and uh, in a few days, hopefully, we'll also get to talk to you guys about the football. Um, but yeah, yeah. For now, uh, this is uh, that's all for us today. See you next time. See you next time.